Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, it's Mr. Bye for now from Millwall Football Club, and you're listening to the world famous Acton Millwall. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Something for the Weekend with myself, Nick Hart, my regular co-host, Mr. Neil Fissler. How are you doing, Neil? Hello, Nick. How are you going, mate? Yeah, uh, just a. About recovered from that snooze fest last night, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. And we've got a special guest today. We've, we've, we've brought him out from re- not semi-retirement, but he's, he's been hidden away a little while. It's the, the jewel in the crown that is Harry Warren. How are you doing, H? Has anyone seen Tyler Bury? <laughs> oh, no. You really think going to turn into a Tyler Bury pile on, is it? Uh, oh dear! I, so, I actually feel sorry for the boy. I, I really do. I actually feel sorry. We'll come him. on to him. We'll come on to him. Let's, let's just introduce the show. Um, we speak in the aftermath of the nil-nil draw last night. Very flat, disappointing performance in the event. I thought, gentlemen, that we looked very, very tired after one of the best performances in some time at Vicarage Road a couple of days before, including um, the aforesaid. Tyler Bury, who I thought looked pretty, um, he wasn't wasn't on his game last night. Apart from one moment, there was one moment in the first half I thought we'll come back to. But um, I just thought we looked flat footed. Um, H, I mean, what did you make of the game last night? I just thought we looked very tired. How did you see it, mate? I just thought we looked we looked tired. We ran out of ideas quite quickly, um, but that's to be expected. The performance against Watford was fantastic, so you can't you've got to take. Tonight with a little bit, well, last night now, um, with a little bit of, with a little bit of salt and a little bit of realism. But in the moment, if you'd asked me last night coming away from the den, I would have said that's two points dropped, and mm. we've got to find them somewhere else now. Um, I thought, I thought Row it took a long, long time to change things that weren't working. Um, I thought it was crying out for a change at half time. Gets going ten minutes a ten minute surge at the start of the start of the second half could have been could have been vital. I just don't still don't think we just doesn't use subs at the den in a way that would have made sense. You know maybe and then the subs that he did make later on in the game it, it felt very panicky. Um, he made one sub for Styles in the second half for Bury, um, which seemed to work, and then just as we seemed to be getting a foothold back in the game and looking like we could create something. He takes basically a hatchet to to the system and makes four subs, and one of them is Benica fumble. So we're not going to score when you bring that cunt on. So I mean, that's how it is. <laughs> oh dear! I'd love to assemble my two guests here today. Neil and Neil and Harry is always good for the controversial opinion. I do do uh, do love these shows. Neil, we've mentioned the aforementioned Tyler Bury. He got booed. Uh, there was people slating him in my section of the West Stand last night. I think. It was a bit unfair and harsh on on the boy. Is he at the point now where he should start to uh, expect this kind of treatment? He's, 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 he promises a lot, doesn't he, Tyler? But he's he just doesn't quite deliver on occasion. I think his worst crime is he doesn't look interested at times either. How do you see him? Well, I read Hoff last night and he was branded everything from being lazy to a League One player to this, that and the other. Yeah, uh, I don't think he helps himself, uh, but to slate the one player 
we've actually got who can actually got a bit of pace and can put the ball around somebody, can go around the other side and potentially yeah. do something with it. I think it's a bit short-sighted. You know at Millwall we always need somebody. Somebody has to be the pantomime villain, don't they? And I they think do. in this side, this squad, Tyler Bury is going to be that pantomime villain. Uh, as yeah, as I say, he, he doesn't help himself. He doesn't work tremendously hard off the ball, does he? He almost expects the ball to find him. He doesn't go looking for it, from what I've seen. It's a bit harsh. He's 22, as we said in a show last week. He, he still hasn't had a full season behind him, has he? But yeah. I think we're getting yeah. to a make-or-break stage, but... But to be fair, we haven't got any other options. It's not like we've got three or four other players that can do a similar job. But you look, yeah. But you look last night in, yeah. Into my mind, Zion Fleming was very quiet, sat too deep, uh, but seems to escape criticism. Uh, so do a lot of other players. I think he's just going to be the kind of player that people are going to slate for whatever reason. It's because he doesn't yeah, work. I mean, that's 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 the problem. The mill psyche is this: you must work hard. That that is the basis of why he gets slated compared to other players. Even if other players are having a bad game, if you run ten yards and put a tackle in and give away a free kick, everyone forgives the fact that you give the fucking ball away twenty times before that. That's just the way how we are, especially at the den. The thing that makes me laugh with Bury is the fact that we're playing a twenty-two-year-old who's got, as you've said, got no real football experience in terms of playing first-team football, especially at the higher echelons of the championship. And we're expecting him to be, you know, beating people and going around people all the A time. A game changer. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's not going to happen. And the only way he's going to get better is by playing him. And you've got to have patience to play him. He reminds me so much of Ifill. When Ifill started, Ifill used to get fucking dogs abuse all the yeah. time. And I was a kid. I can only remember fucking... We were like Division 2. We were playing like fucking... Cambridge United and he's getting fucking absolute dogs abuse from the East Lower all the time like fucking more than Bury's getting like a lot fucking worse but it's either the making or the breaking of players the problem is is modern day players get broken a lot easier than players 10-15 years ago and that's what I worried for Bury something that doesn't help actually I think is the fact all of our coaches are defenders no you're right Mm. Yeah, so we haven't got somebody that can put an arm around him and who's got that attacking mindset that can say, right, this is what you do in these kind of situations. This is what I would have done. Yeah, uh, it doesn't kind of work like that. And I think our system isn't, yeah, he's probably not Blue used to this kind of system, is he? So well, it's a system he stumbled into, Neil, isn't it? I mean, you know, we've, we've said a few times. We've, repeating ourselves in some ways. But, I mean, the system that Gary Rowett wanted to start the season with isn't this system. Um, and as a consequence, the the squad are having to be, um, players are having to be, you know, kind of sticky plastered into position where they would hopefully have been natural fits. I mean, the thing that I just want to say with Tyler Bury, because it struck me when, um, during the game last night, and I'm, I'm in block one, listeners, um and he was getting slated. and But there was a moment in, I think it was the first half, because we were attacking the away, the away end, where Tyler Bury, Harry, went past two defenders like they weren't there. There's there's something yeah. in the yeah. boy that can deliver top, top quality moments like that. Now, you know, the answer, everyone's going to be shouting back at the speakers as they listen. We've well, got to deliver that all the time. But no... <laughs> Very rare is the player that can deliver that all the time. You do get hot and cold moments with wingers. But I just want to say, and I don't know if you boys agree, but there's there's, there's something in the kid. There is there is yeah. a, an ability that others don't have. He lifted me out of my seat in that moment. It was then he, then he then he was then he was ineffective. So don't get me wrong. Second, second half, first, first ten minutes, he had another he had another chance where he beat the player, backed himself. He sort of backed himself three times in the game. The three times he backed himself to beat their. Uh, their defender, he went random, and there was a, a in the second half he pulled it back across when probably he could have backed himself on his left foot, shot near post or shot across the keeper. Hope the keeper palms it out to somebody else. You know this decision making that again I think mm. comes from playing. But 
my comparison, and the thing I will say, is compare the wages that Tyler Bury is probably on against other players in that side that are not performing, that ain't even in the squad. And then you start to see, it's not really Tyler Bury's fault that Tyler Bury is being lent on. You know, I'm looking at certain players who are getting a fucking free ride at this football club at the moment in terms of being wage thieves. Well, Ryan, what I would say for Ryan Leonard is Ryan Leonard played over 200 games at Southend and Sheffield United without being injured and then comes to Millwall and gets injured by Bobby Backache. So there is something there. That's probably why we're spending 10 million quid on a fucking new training ground because Calmont Road has been cursed by the gypsies or something. I don't know, but it's fun. The the simple fact is, is that this squad, the 11 slash maybe 14 of those players are at the level of where we are in the table. Maybe, right? There's a lot that ain't. And that's our problem. When it doesn't, when plan A doesn't work, we don't have the depth to do plan B. And that kind of showed a bit last night that when the cupboard's bare at Millwall, it's fucking bare. And and that's where we were. Mother Hubbard's Hubbard's bench last night, wasn't it? I mean, uh, I I thought Bury would come off. I was surprised he actually started the second half, boys, because um, I thought at the end of the first half, he was looking like he wasn't on it. He had that moment. Maybe that's what Gary Rowett hangs on for, for those those odd moments. But um, Styles came in in the 60th minute. And I know he's coming off of injury, but he, he was largely quiet after that um our problem last night was that i thought midfield was second second best in the second half nil i mean i, I thought bristol i think was quiet styles i thought styles was really good when he came on yeah so did, did I. I yeah okay yeah. I, I didn't yeah, see it get, awful lot um, like our most effective midfielder when he came on yeah he was available around the corner yeah i thought i thought, I thought I thought. I mean, we we came back into it towards the end of the second half, but um, but I thought with the yeah, bulk of the second half, our, our midfield generally was second best. You know, I, I, we were getting Bristol came on strong, and I, I thought we were losing out in midfield, and they were coming through pretty much. Um, well, we got lucky, didn't we? I mean, the second half, we they had chances in front of goal on a number of occasions. Yeah, so, and we got I mean, we're moving forward. I thought Styles. I thought that there were one or two. Superb passes, weren't there? I thought, yeah, well, I thought that he looked a lot better than Billy Mitchell and uh, George Saffle, to be fair. But then again, that's probably going to get me cancelled. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's in my view. Yeah, well, I thought that won't Styles, be the first time, Fisler. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought, yeah, well, I actually thought Styles added something when he came on. I thought it was probably one okay. of the better games for us. I thought, I thought Styles, okay. I thought Styles offered us a little bit more. On the left wing and also shored up the left their their right back they were overlapping and doubling up on Murray Wallace and Tyler Bury another thing to go back to the Tyler Bury is that he does a lot of pointing at people that he should be tracking and it, it led to a chance in early in the second half and I thought fuck me you've got away on there Tyler because he was your man that you just let waltz past you into the box he doesn't really do a lot of that um, where Stiles is more defensively minded I think he actually is a left wing back in a, in a proper system. Um, so, you know, I, I just think, and I would have liked to have seen that be left maybe for five or ten more minutes without making another change, and then you take Savile off, you bring fucking George Honeyman on for reasons that I don't know. Vogue Sammer goes off, it, it, Fleming ends up playing centre forward. It, it just is, you know, it's just a very, very. It looked very a little bit random towards the end. I mean, Fleming. I think Neil, you said already, and I agree. Zian Fleming had a very quiet game. He's an interesting player, um, Ziang, because obviously he's, he, in some areas of his game he's, he, he, I think it was described by Billy Mitchell in, in the news, uh, London News Online as our talisman, and he has been t- joint uh, top scorer for the division, or close to it. But he's actually got limitations in some of the areas of the games. He doesn't really beat a man, does he? He's, he's not great at taking a player on and getting past him. He finds space. He's intelligent in what he does, but in other areas... Like last night, I just thought he was um, he was very quiet and, and ineffective in, in, in to be to be blunt. That's why the better team will be fucking unbelievable. That's that's the problem. That is the problem. The players are not; they don't think the same way he does. Like we we have been robbed of fucking a Jeb Wallace Zion Fleming link up because we'd have fucking walked the division. We just would. We mm. you, you just would have done. You'd have created so much between the two of them. Um. And and that's really, that's really where 
There's no one else. There is no one else that does anything. I mean, even last night, they're fucking firing the ball out to Vogstammer, who was having an off night. And he's expected to fucking drill crosses in like a winger. And he's not a winger, he's a centre forward. And, and again, these are the things where it is easy to say if Fleming don't fire, we don't play. But that's because, realistically, at the forward three, he's the one who's playing in their proper position. Like, one of them's playing out of position. I don't think Bury's a left-sided player anyway. I think he plays better off the right. And I, I just don't I don't really... You know, by hook or by crook, we get results. And you, and you can't knock where we are in the league. But fucking... It just... We're doing this despite the limitations of our squad, rather than doing it because of how good the squad is. Do you, do you understand what I mean? It's it's quite yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, you go on to the yeah, yeah. Something to point out from the big fucking German, as he's been uh, you have a nickname is it's something the Bury could have watched. I think there was one opportunity in the second half where where he actually ended up nearer to. Our penalty area, picking the ball up and breaking up yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. defensively. One, yeah, yeah. The yeah, the Tyler could actually pick up from and learn. Yeah, the one time, and I think they made comment on it on the commentary that Vogel slammer back and picking up a ball or breaking up play, he'd actually tracked back that far. But but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, we play him out wide, and that shot he had, Christ Almighty! If it wasn't for the two deflections, with a one at one nil, wouldn't we? Yeah, he's very so, unlucky. I mean, I don't know how many times he's hit the woodwork, Neil, since he's. I mean, it's about the third time last night on TV. Yeah, I mean that was de- desperately unlucky last night. That might have changed the game, Harry, if it had gone in. I mean, if yeah. some butts, of course, but um. Yeah, I mean, a difficult night at the Den. It, I suppose it's the lesson of Millwall life, chaps, isn't it? You know, we had a great, great performance at Vicarage Road. Um, performance of the season, performance of the last few years in some ways, when you look at the overall performance there at Watford. But then, obviously, you need to press on and, and consolidate. And that's where, <laughs> historically, we've not got a great record of pressing on our advantage. And I think last no. night was probably fairly predictable. In that way, I think, Bristol, I thought, were fairly well organised uh, defensively, especially in the second half. I, I just, you know, I think it made it difficult for us. Down, didn't we? Yeah, but they played that five-three-two, didn't they? And we couldn't yeah. quite, we couldn't quite work it out. And I think if we'd have gone all out attack, we'd have probably ended up losing two-nil because they were looking to hit us on the break, weren't they? Mm-hmm. And how in the fuck Wyman missed from three yards? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's oh, dear. Heart, heart in the mouth it. moment for me. I don't know. Yeah, there was a good save in there from George Long. To be fair, um, yeah, which I, which I normally I, every time it goes near him, I fucking panic. Um, I just don't rate him at all as a shot stopper. But they, you know, he made a good save last night. So I don't yeah, but made a good save in the first half or was it in the second half from a Murray Wallace flick on if yeah. you actually yeah. see it from behind the goal the keeper did made a superb save because it was going to hit the post and go in I think and yeah. But, yeah it was a typical bipolar Millwall wasn't it brilliant one yeah one minute awful the next minute it, and yeah well in this run of three games in a week because we haven't got the the depth in our squad, we're having to play players that are maybe and things yeah. like that. Although there is the other side of the coin to say, well, you've only played two or three times in the last seven, eight weeks. Yeah. So you should be quite fresh, really. You should have been prepared for this. But yeah. it's a real way, isn't it? Here's the real way. I mean, if we thought about Charlie Creswell as a centre forward, um, because he can't play it back, but fucking, he seems to score every time he goes in the penalty area. So maybe, maybe we should fucking lumped him on that front rather than fucking a man that can't win an header, can't run in behind, and can't hold the ball up. <laughs> I had to laugh. I was, I was, I was, I, I've got to say this, right? That cunt is on fifteen grand a week. Harry's getting a fucking free ride <laughs> and not getting fucking more abused than Bury. I have no idea. 
I'm honestly, I'd rather play the kid. I, I'm really <laughs> glad we've signed this kid from Ireland because hopefully I never have to see him at the club again. He didn't want to be here. He wanted to fuck with the Champions League football in Belgium. It's the fucking most ridiculous transfer we've done. It's fucking awful. It's fucking. Uh, it's a costly mistake because that money could have been spent on a fucking wide, wide winger. We could be playing fucking Vogsammer through the middle and giving Bradshaw a rest because the cunt runs fucking probably 15k every game chasing down lost causes. And honestly, the work rate is probably the best working centre forward. He don't score, don't get me wrong, but he works so hard to get off scratch. Well, work rate. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'd like to see him get that that hat trick not so long ago for that reason because the work, the amount of work he does, without the without the return, is incredible. Yeah, was a phobie been fit all season? That's something you have to ask. He picks up that knee injury in October, and hasn't had a lot of football since. I think we signed him on the back of what he did for us last season. And we were hoping he could reproduce it this season. I think we signed him on the back that we were fucking panicking. I think I think that's the fucking that's, well, not, that's well, realistically Millwall's normal MO. Oh <laughs> fucking we'll be the uh, lifeboat to your fucking career because he obviously failed a medical in fucking Belgium. So we signed a bloke that fails a fucking medical. He was due to go to Turkey, wasn't it? Fen- was it Fenerbahce? No, um, one of the Turkish it's, sides. It's, um, um, him and Andy Carroll were signing for that fucking Belgian club, weren't they? In the, the, <laughs> Genk or someone like that, or Genk, some, something like that. They're in the, they were in the Champions League at the time. But fucking, the, the, the problem is, is you can't afford to waste wages. It's not the fact that he's there. It's the fact that the wages he'll be on is is the waste in our in our system. You know, somebody put up earlier on how many fucking centre midfielders we've still got at the club. And I just, you know, George Evans looms over me like a fucking red herring of, of doom because that's, that's a, <laughs> a, wasted, a wasted midfielder. That, you know, where would you put him in the, in the how, many, how many down is he? Ninth? You know you know what I mean? Where, where is he? You know, I'm glad to a certain extent that it looks like they're trying to move Aidan Muller and and Alofe on to get some money and free up some free up some wages hopefully, but this transfer window, and it, it's you know it's to our credit that where we are in the league and for all of the you know the negativity that I'm giving them we are seventh outside the playoffs on goal difference and three points away from being we're, third. we're eight thirty six points oh, with one well, with the goal difference just keeping us out now the top right, six with Luton. One point behind Watford, and, and so it's a very and, tight yeah, league, as, well. as we keep saying. So, so I mean, there's an article. I mean, Gary Rowe is speaking on the London News here. Uh, H uh, Mill in the market for proven quality in the January transfer window. So, this they must have some targets money. in mind. Um, what that means, a proven quality. That's a carefully chosen phrase in that headline there, Neil. Isn't it proven quality? I don't know what that means, but. Um, Certainly, the club are looking. So, um, in fairness, I think um, you know, proven quality generally means he doesn't want a kid. Yeah, yeah, that'll be somebody that's got a bit of experience about them. Proven yeah. quality. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, interesting to see who we who we come back with. I think yeah. I'd be going. I think I'd be going for proven Nottingham, a proven Nottingham Forest Championship winners who have sat on the bench since they fucking won the league. And they're getting relegated anyway. I think. Yeah, what player? Oh, I'd, I'd fucking be going for Spence off Spurs as he hasn't played a minute all year. And fucking be going and getting him Natter Delarin to play his five at the back again, and at least. Presumably, as a, as a loan H. I mean, we're talking about The point. The point is, you've either got to go and spend money, which we haven't got, presumably, or you, or we've got to go and and sign. You've got to commit to the system we're playing now, or he's got to commit to the system that he wanted to play at the start of the season and sign players for that. Um, the, the, the problem, problem is he hasn't got a loan left, has he? He's got he's got Creswell on loan. He's yeah. got Shackleton on loan. He's got uh, uh, the, uh, that's it. Who? Styles is on oh, loan. Oh yeah, Styles. They never got the he's buy. Alone, they never yeah. got the buy in time, did yeah. they? Fucking because we're useless. So they had to loan him because they wouldn't have got the transfer paperwork done. But it'll sign in the summer, basically. So that's yeah. I mean, Gary Rowe is saying that we, we, yeah, we hope cool. to do one or two, one that's or two cool. bits of business, Neil. So they must have a couple of targets. We hope lined up. We've got the Irish boy that's been signed. I think he's available from January the first, which is, uh, which is Sunday. Well, I doubt we'll see him go straight into the first team. But um, we, as, I think you're right, Neil. We're looking for players that can just slot straight in and, and pick up the, uh, you know, hit the ground running. As, as the phrase with, 
he's been linked with a right back at Heronvin, hasn't he? That was in, it. Uh, right. in, Mill, Mill, Dutch Millwall. Yeah, there we are. The we are the fucking Ajax yeah. of the South. Yeah, well, it is a player. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I forget the guy's name. Uh, the Celtic have been after in the past, and uh, he's supposed to be Dutch under twenty-one international. Really, really good. But, but, but you always take these things with a pinch of salt, don't you? You never know what's yeah. true and what's not true. I think we are now exploiting the foreign market so i think well that's we good i approve of that neil i can't uh, find anybody in and around us i think he'll look to go abroad again hmm. which isn't a bad thing the two players he's bought from abroad they've been good yeah yeah this year they've been yeah one's arguably our player of the year and the other one uh, hasn't really done much wrong from what I can see. You have a few more goals out of him, and it'd be a fantastic signing for us. Fact, well, Vogue, Vogue, Vogue has, has been unlucky, a Vogue, very unlucky player. Um, but he, he, he puts the work in, chaps, doesn't he? I mean, I think you're right. I think both of the foreign signings we've had, which is a <clears throat> contrast with many of our foreign signings in the past, have been pretty effective. Um, just, just looking at the London news here, Millwall attack, a Tyler Bury is challenged by Gary Rowlett to think about different facets of his game. So clearly conversations are being had with Tyler about the, the things we've discussed on the show tonight. I mean, one thing I will say is that Rowett must see the same things that we see. So um, it's great being able to waft past players at will, Harry, but you've got to do the work. You've got to do the, the backtracking, haven't you? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, I think if you compare him to a Mason Bennett, you know, Mason Bennett does the work. That, you know, that's... Yeah. That's what makes. Then him... he gets injured. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mason Mason Bennett for sixty minutes a week is sometimes all is all you need to lift you out the seat, really. Um, not not brilliant for maybe play twenty games a season at a push. That's the most you're going to get out of Mason. But what are twenty games? I wondered. I wondered whether we might see Ramon Essay again. I mean, he obviously took the field. I would at, have uh... rather have played him. Not not last night. I, I mean, it was, it was on the bench. And he's, um, oh, I would have rather put him on the fucking Benneker fumble. But there, there we go. <laughs> well, he's, he's told to he's set to remain in the first team fold for the remainder of the season, Neil. So you know, that's good. We like to see young players coming through. Um, didn't really see enough of him at Watford to uh, to really make a judgment. But it's clearly seen as a prospect. Yeah, well, he played very well in that Bromby game. I thought that he did one or two nice little things. When he came on against Watford, he was unlucky. Not to score. Yeah. Yeah, that he kind of got in everyone's way and everyone got in his way when he only had to poke it in the back of the net. But he he appears to be that that winger that will get us off the edge of our seats again, isn't he? And uh, hmm. yeah, well, yeah, well, I would really like to see more of him. It's a shame that I can't, yeah, well, I don't go to under 23 games because I used to watch quite a few of them. Uh, yeah, but I'd like to see a little bit more of him. He's certainly very highly rated, and those people that do watch the under 23 say, say that I'd, he's a very good prospect. I'd play the under 23s in that FA Cup tie. That, that's my fucking plan. I don't give a fuck about the FA Cup this season. Well, I, I know what's going to happen. We'll probably win. And we'll go on a run, and it will ruin our fucking promotion, fucking aspirations. <laughs> so fuck the FA Cup up. I know that's not a very Millwall sentiment, but play the under twenty threes, see how good they are against a good Championship side, and and take the experience going forward. I don't under I don't understand. So, so do the FA Cup can provide you with some funds uh, to spend in the transfer market, but. But well, I do share H's opinion. Actually, I think the FA Cup is isn't what it once was, and I'd like to see the likes of Abdul Malik, uh, that other lad, given a run. And yeah, but let's see how good. That the other one is oh, the um, yeah. midfielder. Tom, is it Tom Lee? Is it? The one? Yeah, is that him? him? Is that yeah. the one? All right. Him. Yeah, yeah well, I can't pronounce his name either, and he hasn't got a nickname yet. <laughs> yeah, 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 but, yeah, but he's with Vogel. And call him BFG, can't we? Yeah. <laughs> Rowitz tasting nicknames are pretty basic. They seem to be a, a, a take on your surname, whatever that might be. Benno, Lenny. I'm just reading Not about me. injuries, uh, players coming back. Styles is back now, as we, we saw Styles. last night. Scotty. Scotty might be available soon. And Lenny. Um, 
is not a million miles away. Uh, with Beno, maybe another week. I think we might see some of these um, rehabilitating senior players alongside some youngsters in the FA Cup, and we'll see what see what kind of run we can get out of that. Scott Malone. Scotty Malone. Scotty Malone. Oh, he, he's got yeah. that kind of um, Guy yes. Fawkes style moustache and uh, dot on the on the chin look now, isn't it? Um, for whatever whatever reason. Um, we'll see. Um, he's an artisan barista in his spare time, Nick. Works at a coffee <laughs> shop. He <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Achtung, Mehlball. Booze at a full-time chaps. I, I don't know. I, I, I think, you know, I know that the win at Watford raised expectations, but we are Millwall. We don't often press on. But, and I, you can say the performance was poor last night. Um Always a bit strong to boo the team at the at full times. I thought, you know, effort wise, it was it was full on, but um, it was just ineffective. But I, I find yeah, that's the holiday crowd. We get an odd crowd on holiday games, boys. I find. I don't know if it was booing the team. I think it was booing the the lack of invention going forward. Also, like in the t- when they put two minutes up, Mill decided to pass it backwards more than fucking forwards. Yeah, that was poor. <laughs> Rather than lump it forward. It's, yeah. like, it's just one oh one. You need a goal. Go forward. It's that way, right? Like it fucking. It does feel a bit like that sometimes. Um, I think yeah. is where the I mean, that was unintelligent, Neil. I mean, surprisingly little time added on there. Actually, it's quite unusual. Now we generally see four or five minutes, but uh, two minutes. Well, was... the referee, the referee is the elephant in the room of last night because. That referee had had to make an apology, one of the few referees who's actually ever made an apology in the EFL for his performance against Bristol City earlier on in the season. Now, Logic would say that you don't allow him to referee another one of their games for a little while. But the FA, in their infinite wisdom, decided to let him referee the game against us last night. So we could have had GBH against us in the penalty area and we weren't getting a fucking penalty. So it, it wouldn't have mattered. But to be fair, though, I thought he had quite a decent game. I thought he controlled the game. He... He wasn't. He wasn't overly fussy. Uh, he gave us free kicks. I didn't actually think he had a bad game myself. Yeah, but he let one or two things go. I think there was one. Hutchinson went straight through the back of Somalia, didn't he? In the in, in the middle. Yeah, and yeah, but he kind of waved it off. And I think it was a nailed-on yellow card, wasn't it? But. Yeah, no, I thought that to be all fair, the rest rolled around all night, so I think he deserved a bit of a uh, bit of fucking divine retribution. Yeah, no, I think yeah. the rest all right. But well, I take your point, and yeah, yeah, no, it was a professional game body had to apologise for him not giving them two penalties in a game. It's a dangerous. That's a dangerous route to go down, and it fucking well, getting referee. Is yeah, well, sod's law is he's going to try and even it up. Yeah. Thankfully, last night, he didn't try and even it up, did he? But then again, we didn't give many opportunities for him to even it up, did we? No, I suppose that was his perfect game. Fucking no action in either penalty area and he could get away with it kind of thing. So, the other go. thing I just wanted to mention, chaps, um, and this was online earlier on, 
and it gave me the right ump when I came out of the ground. Um, and I imagine it was a police decision, Neil, because I think you replied back to me on Twitter. But the closure of the main gate, um, I wasn't aware there was any kind of profile fixture. Maybe I, I'm not privy to police intelligence, so I don't know. But the main gate was closed at full time, listeners. And the effect of that is that it channels the whole Millwall crowd out through the Stockholm Road exit. Um, which is quite narrow because you get vehicles parked over there. Quite a few vehicles oh, parked up. More options in the same conversation. Oxymoron. Um, it doesn't work well, does it? No, well, yeah, it's not the first time it's happened and it won't be the last no, no, time no. either, is it? Well, normally, normally you close that main gate um, for separation, obviously. Um, but the when you get to Ilderton Road, once you've shuffled through the, the railway arch at Stockholm, for those that don't know the the, uh, the layout there, you go through a, another railway arch, but it's quite a narrow one with vehicles parked there. So at one point, there were certain spots there where it's pretty much single fire. There's people trying to get out onto Ilderton Road, myself included, but there were people there with kids, uh, elderly, disabled, you name it. Everyone's now suddenly channeled down this quite narrow space. For no great gain, because once you get onto Ilderton Road, there were Bristol fans walking to and fro out there, you know, because they were really starting to open open also, society. Well, you can also go out through the back uh, where I exit, back of the east stand, round the past the SE16 barn. You can go out that way as well. But what makes me laugh about that is now you get funneled down back towards Silwood that way. And basically, mm. silver arches are all being ripped up and, and re, redone, part of the new Bermondsey project, as forementioned in the past. Mm. And um, basically, they've, they've scaffolded one side of the pavement out. So now people who used to park down there to go to Millwall, it's completely blocked on one side of the road. You've got 13, 14, 15,000 people milling about the streets of South Bermondsey with no kind of, you know, safety. Yeah, no direction. And it is, I mean, I imagine it was. I imagine this was a police decision. Yeah, we have said on many occasions before that they don't really want us there, do they? We're just inconvenienced. <laughs> it felt like that last night because on, be once you got out onto Alderton Road, if you really wanted to have it, you could have it out there. With, if that was your, I mean, I didn't see anything of that kind, so I don't know. Um, whoever took yeah. that decision, I'm going to guess it was the police commander, Neil, like you said, you're right, but that, would, that, that was a poor, poor decision, in my opinion. It, it, just seems created... to most, it seems to be the most difficult ground in London to get in and out of, really, doesn't it? You believe even Charlton's easier to get in and out of, and that's a bit of a pig, isn't I mean, it? I mean, long, ter long term for anyone that, you know, is going to be going to games, the, the, the cycle lane on Jamaica Road going into town it's now been twinned mm. with one on Lower Road. They've now made that. That's what the roadworks have been doing that. So now if you drive out and go towards Rotherive either way, from Surrey Keys down, it is fucking yeah. abysmal. And it will take you 45 minutes to get out there on a, on a match day Saturday. And I, I am of your opinion, Neil, that it is a concerted effort to make people not drive to Millwall Football Club on a Saturday and block up that that link road between Tower Bridge and, and, and Rotherhithe because it's fucking, it's, it's a nightmare and it's not going to change and whoever designed the junction, probably Sadiq Khan or one of his fucking minions, um, it, it's made it worse. Yeah, but Sadiq Khan and his war on the motorists has actually extended to Millwall, hasn't it? To be yeah. honest. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's succeeded, it succeeded with me because I didn't drive last night. I came over by trains. It was just too much. I think the Rover Hive Tunnel was shut last night, I think, when I no, it was off to come over. Was it open? I, I, it was open. Was I, I, I partaked in the uh, lovely the lovely uh, fumes of Rover Hive Tunnel. <laughs> Which eventually as well. As shut when I set off. Unbeknown to a lot of people, that when, uh, when this new Silvertown Tunnel was opened, they will charge you to go through Blackpool and Silvertown, but they won't charge you to go through Rotherhithe as we see it at the moment as mm. part of the plans, which again will make you have to pay to come to Millwall. It's not good, is it? It's it, not going it, to help. Yeah, for a ground in London, we aren't blessed with a lot of transport links, are we? No. Yeah, well, I think that there's only been two or three games this season where the trains have been running to South Bermondsey. And if you want, from, it's a fair old stop from Bermondsey Tube as well. It's not particular if you're if you're not. So it's a lug. It's a lug to Bermondsey. It's a, it's a fair old walk to Canada Water, to be honest. On the on the Jubilee. Um, so there was there was talk of um, 
the, on an overground station, wasn't there? Surrey Canal Road. Um, it was going yeah, to. That never seems. Yeah, we're well, just beyond the. Yeah, we're well, just beyond the Jeremy Kyle stand. When you go yeah. up and you yeah. walk up to the. When all the you stuff, walk, all the stuff, all the stuff is there for that. All the stuff, like the actual infrastructure and the blocks, is, is built for that. But obviously, presumably, because you haven't built the houses on the den, you don't feel you need to. Uh, don't feel you need to. You know, there's no station. money in the station. Yeah, that's Certainly it. not for the for the likes of us to get to and from. Yeah, if, we the, if we get to the Premier League and we have to build this fucking extended walkway <laughs> around that side, we'll 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 Sky insist on having the station outside. You know, the the powers that be at TV they will not be happy with this layout and they will use their influence to uh to force things through. Yeah, if they but want just to, pay- to repeat it. Repeat to the club because I know they listen to the show. And when you sit down with your next liaison meeting with the the Metropolitan Police, that decision could have caused quite a problem because a lot of people were crammed into a very narrow space to get out of the ground last night. And the normal route, and as Neil says, we we don't have an awful lot of space around the ground. Strangely, um, the main route out was was closed off uh, for no great purpose or gain. There's got to be better ways to do it than what. Anyone tell me as well. Why last night was a seven forty-five kickoff? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just the most. It's just a, it is without without a doubt. I know people work and whatever, and it's not a bank holiday or whatever. But it is without doubt the most strange set of fixtures to kick off at seven forty-five. You know when when what time did what time did QPR Luton kick off? Six o'clock in the evening. Very very strange, strange bunch of kickoff times. I know that was probably for the benefit of television, but. Some, some Probably time. TV. It was, it was a TV, it was TV yeah. coverage last night. Big, big TV lorry in there. Yeah, but do many people work this week? In I, between, I don't, I don't know, mate. I, I'm lucky enough not to have to. There were there were three PM kickoff games. There was, there was afternoon games. There was a five uh, six o'clock game. I think QPR right. kicked off at six. On, on, on that fixture um, there, in terms of turnaround time for for everyone, presumably Bristol would have been perfectly happy with a six o'clock kickoff time. Right, you'd been at six at a six o'clock kickoff time for for what we've got on a on a night game in between Christmas and New Year. You get them longer to recover. I, I just don't get the the kickoff times over. We had an early kickoff on Boxing Day, the earliest kickoff, so early that Sky couldn't be bothered to put us on the red button. And um, <laughs> it, you know, it was just a really weird set of times. And then well, I, it's this it's this constant feeling in any level of football apart from the Premier League that you're very much a by the way and um, you're, you're, you're incidental to the bigger picture. And I think that's that's the, um, that was that yeah, was a feeling last night as we shuffled it. Think that, I generally think that whoever runs the EFL, and I know they listen, might be an idea to sell the rights to Amazon. Just, just out here, just put it out here, because Amazon do quite a good job with the Premier League and... You you might might get a bit of better coverage selling the fucking league to Amazon. You might get a better deal because you might not be seen as a second class citizen on their own program. I think what you might yeah. find, I think you might find that they're going to sell to somebody like the Zone, yeah, who uh, who will put every game on, and they'll stagger kickoff times. Yeah, no, you're right. Last night there was no justification for it kicking off at seven forty five. Yeah, well, unless you're a Wurzel coming down from Wurzel land up there. Uh, it, 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 yeah, but the team were in and around early because they distributed a load of meals, didn't they, to a food homeless shelter. Yeah, the 999 Club, Neil. I saw that. The, the, they spare yeah. food from their, their team lunch. They were around, and there was no transport yesterday by the sound of things yeah but i don't think coward's way was open for business because they yeah were they on strike or are they engineering works generally isn't it between christmas and new year it wasn't an easy game i think an afternoon or early evening whatever time you want would have would have helped a lot of people but um there we are that certainly didn't help me out last night it didn't help a lot of other people i saw around me as i was shuffling out and I wouldn't have wanted to have been um, disabled or be young. There's one one guy with his boy in front of me, you know, do, looking pretty worried at one point because it was quite tightly packed there. So Mill and, and your liaison committee, please, please take note that that's not the way to do it. Other methods, keep them in for a while, keep them behind or something. I don't know, anything. Um, yeah, that's what I 
cops do, isn't it? Yeah, well, they keep you behind. You never go away from You will now have a 15-mile fucking track around the outside of whatever godforsaken yeah. northern town we're in to the train station, whether you're using the train station or not. Yeah, well, Bristol do that, don't they? Yeah, well, you, yeah a lot of clubs a lot of clubs do that. They, yeah. You're taken out the back um, of the ground and you're taken down by the canal and that. Yeah, god awful housing estate. I mean, that look, at, look at Boxing Day. Boxing Day was a dry ground for us with Watford. You know, can't have a beer. If I can really for half twelve, you can't have a beer now. Um, and finally, <laughs> all right. Yeah, we obviously want to make a point. Go Off you go. Say your George Evans, please. Go on, go on. No, well, George, George Evans, George Evans should be another one that's available as a pointless waste of fucking wages. So he should, he should be on. He should be on to anyone. Anyone. We should pay someone to take him off us. Just a fucking waste. <laughs> Awful football. Player. I was, did a I did a, a listed lion uh, interview Ryan the other day with uh, with Charlie Charlie Kelly and. Um, he mentioned a name. I think George Evans might pass into similar kind of um, zones in people's minds in years to come. But he mentioned Justin Hoyt. Do you remember Justin Hoyt? Who was like Justin on the payroll Hoyt, for, wage for years. <laughs> never, never did anything. Um, another one, George Stewart was Evans another might. fucking terrible signing, I remember. <laughs> yeah, well, we've had him listen throughout our history. You could, yeah, you could easily pick a year and... And come up with one or two. Come up with one. unknown. Maybe that's a podcast, Neil. Maybe we should do that at some point. Angel Martinez. Dave, the forgotten Dave, players Dave of Millwall. That sounds like he's yeah, got some Angel legs in it. Provider, they're a piece of shit. Wage, yeah, wage, <laughs> yeah, wage thieves for we'll hire. Bring, we'll, we'll bring H in for the colour, the colour comment as we go through the list of forgotten players at Mill. Those that never made any impact whatsoever. Also, always the one on the wage packet. We have a goalkeeper for one season that we tend to forget. Just that they don't exist in the middle psyche. Goalkeepers are a real <laughs> fucking weird. We're either blessed with really good ones or we have awful goalkeepers. We're, we're, well, we have... Yeah, they're kind of... No, yeah, they, they, I, was, I, was, I was taking the mickey out of... Uh, taking my version of the mickey out of George Long last night for his distribution. Then he did make that really, really good uh, second half save that Neil mentioned earlier on, so I had to, yeah, had to wrap it up at that point. go... Wouldn't kick it long early. Just fucking. I thought we could call him. We could call him DHL for his distribution long. skills. <laughs> didn't see much of it last night, but anyway. Or <laughs> yodel. Uh, <laughs> yodel. One last thing before we close, chaps. Um, Kelly is selling the Achtung Mill calendar at the Lions Food Hub store, which is at the. For those that don't know, it's by the Blue Bus. There's a couple of bars down there. It's actually quite a nice area down there. Now. Um, the blue bus, there's the hot dog stand, the German sausage stand, and there's a little metal container with uh, the food hub stuff in there. Kelly's got our calendars. She's got a load of them. We sold a few last night. I got there a bit late last night. I apologise. I think I said to people I'll get the, uh, get there by 6.30. I didn't get there till near at the 7. Um, she'll have some on, on Sunday before the Rotherham game. £10 cash. It goes direct into her hand, into the food hub funds. Um, we're doing really well. I, I reckon we're on about 630-something quid at the moment, all in. And I really do, if we can, achieve it. I want to get to 1,000 or as close as I can get to 1,000 before we um, wrap up. Calendars have a limited shelf life, so um, we won't run yeah, it too deeply into January. Um, we're probably getting towards the end of, of the sales for calendars, but if we can get close to the 1,000, I consider that a big success. But they're with Kelly, £10 donation. And I've also put on some postcards there, that picture of the very first ever Millwall Rovers side. Um, feel free to take one for nothing, for nothing, listeners. You can have it for nothing. But there is a little donation box right by the side of it. If you want to put something in there, a coin, anything you've got, really, that would be most welcome. I'm going to do a few more. I'm going to do a few more postcards on that basis. People take for nothing. You should have said if we don't get a, if we don't make a thousand quid. Well, Bob Geldof, give us your. That's what Neil did. You give us your fucking money the other day. Well, 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 no, if we don't get a thousand quid. We're gonna next year's Acton calendar will be the, uh, a selection of photos of the Acton panel. In and no one wants to see that. <laughs> we'll, we'll get about a tenner out. <laughs> you like fucking that much? I know. I know. Paul oh, looks good. like here. Fucking. For all the for all the mums out there, Nick's Nick's the one. 
<laughs> yeah, what the silver fox. Yeah, silver fox. Oh, mate. We've reached the end of my agenda. Neil, did you want to? Did you want anything that you wanted to add, mate? Um, yeah, but only the fact that Sunday's going to be interesting, isn't it? Uh, they are the kind of team that we ought to be giving a good old wallop into. Uh, but <laughs> but half of me thinks, well, we yeah, if we look leggy now, what are we going to look like with a third game in a week? I think that uh, I, yeah, but I think the H's favourite player will probably start up front, Bennick. So we can send the main man into orbit there. I remember we got beaten by Leicester 5 0 one year, and it was absolutely fucking hammering it down. I think it was the year they won the league, and we were fucking awful. And I had an hangover from fucking hell. I sat there and thought, why do I do this to myself? <laughs> so hopefully Millwall up on fucking Sunday and they've been out on the piss. But Millwall, Millwall tradition means that we should definitely go 1-0 down quite early. This is the last show of 2022, Joe. I just want to say thank you to Neil. I want to say thank you to you, Harry. Thank All you. the other boys on the show um, couldn't do it without you. I could do it as a monologue, but it wouldn't be very interesting. It's always great to have these conversations big thank you to everyone for tuning into the show during 2022 i think we've got an interesting uh, 2023 to come and um we'll be back on uh sunday uh for further Millwall action let's hope there's some action on sunday to talk about until the next edition thank you neil thank you harry thank you you listeners arriva dirty Millwall. bye for now and happy new year happy new year Achtung, Millwall. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.